Hello and a very warm welcome to Brailcast, a podcast keeping its finger on all things Braille. Coming up, when I move down through my document by using the panning buttons, you'll hear sounds like this. After years in the making, excited customers around the world are now receiving the all-new, low-cost, refreshable Braille display, the Orbit Reader 20. We speak to one of those lucky enough to get his hands on one of the very first Orbit Readers. But first, here's Matthew with your Braille news. There's lots of pricing information to make you aware of in this episode, starting with Sight & Sound Technology, who have announced discounted pricing for certain VFO products, including the Focus 14 Blue and the L Braille, to coincide with Sight Village Birmingham. At the exhibition itself, or online until Friday the 28th of July, you can purchase a Focus 14 Blue for £925 and an L Braille docking station for £880. More details in the show notes. Also on Braille display pricing, Humanware have set the UK price of the new Brilliant BI14 display at £845, although at the moment it's still only available for pre-order. The price of the Duxbury Braille Translator is to increase on the 1st of August for the first time in over 20 years. The cost of a new licence in the US will be $695, an increase of $100, and upgrades will be $245, an increase of $50. UK pricing is expected to follow a similar trend. Other news now, and Braille made an unexpected appearance on the uniform of Portuguese football team Sporting Lisbon earlier this month. Braille dots stamped onto their new away jersey read Effort, Dedication, Devotion and Glory, which is the text of the club's motto. The European Parliament approved a new copyright exception on the 7th of July as a result of a legislative amendment negotiated by member states in May. The new exemption eliminates the need for blind people or organisations that defend their interests to seek permission from copyright holders to make their books, newspapers and other works available in a suitable format. Blind people will also be able to read or listen to works from other countries more easily. And finally, Paul Sullivan of the Brailleists Foundation is arranging an opportunity to explore a small exhibition of historic Braille writing devices and get your Perkins cleaned and serviced by Alan Thorpe, an experienced mechanic. Called Perk Up Your Perkins, the event is due to take place in Bristol on Thursday the 28th and Friday the 29th of September. More information is in the show notes. It's been a long journey for the Orbit Reader, the much-anticipated, low-cost, refreshable Braille display. It all started at an international Braille conference in Germany in September 2011, where Kevin Carey, chair of the Royal National Institute of Blind People in the UK, announced that RNIB would lead a global campaign to reduce the cost of refreshable Braille. 
Three years later, the Transforming Braille Group, an international consortium of blindness organisations, announced agreement with Orbit Research, an engineering company from Delaware, to produce a standalone 20-cell refreshable Braille display. Following field testing around the world toward the end of 2015, a prototype of the Orbit Reader was unveiled at the California State University Conference on Technology and Disability in March last year. At the launch in San Diego, we were told the Orbit Reader was available for pre-order and would ship in late 2016. We were also informed that the $300 price tag was in fact the cost at the factory gate and the price to consumers would naturally be higher. This month, visitors to the ACB and NFB conventions in the US have been able to buy an Orbit Reader in person from APH. Customers in Canada have also started to receive their units too. We'll be hearing from one of them shortly. So, what does the Orbit Reader do? The Orbit Reader 20 works with screen reading software, running on Windows, Mac, iOS and Android, providing Braille access to email, the web, text messages, creating documents, reading books and much more. You can use the Orbit Reader standalone to read Braille books and as a Braille note taker. As you'll hear, the Braille refresh time is slower than traditional displays and there are no cursor routing keys for activating controls or highlighting text. That said, blind people are starting to receive functional Braille displays costing significantly less than traditional products. And the cost of mainstream Braille displays has fallen, with several displays now being sold in the UK for less than £900. Let's not forget, price is not the only measure of a Braille display. Kelly Superger is an audio producer, accomplished musician and Toastmaster from Saskatchewan, Canada, and is one of the first customers of the Orbit Reader. I started by asking Kelly why he was one of the first people in the world to get one. Well, the CNIB, which is where I got it from, they actually had a program where you could put down a deposit for an Orbit Reader. They announced it last year, and... I thought it would be excellent for my needs. I do enjoy using my current Braille display, of course, but there are times where I would have loved to have had a portable display, and especially as this product is also a book reader. So I put down a deposit, and they did have a few that they're making available for Canadians. I guess I was just on the list. And how much did you know about it when you put down your deposit? Had you seen one at that point? I believe I've been hearing some information about it on Twitter and other social media. And then there was an article in the Access World magazine from the American Foundation for the Blind written by Deborah Kendrick about the Orbit Reader. And my reaction upon reading it was, ooh, you know, i got to check this out. Why? Well, as I say, um, when I found out it was a book reader, that opened up a lot of possibilities for me. You can download Braille formatted documents, or books, I guess I should say, from the CNIB library, or as it's now known, the CELA, or C-E-L-A library. And I had been trying to read those for a number of years on my current Braille display. I think it was might have been probably just ignorance or something on my part, but um, I didn't know exactly how to get it to display properly. 
In other words, I could get the Braille to come up fine on the unit, but it was a matter of how to control the display. If, let's say, you're moving through a document, because I would get into a situation where I would have the cursor be at the bottom of the screen, and then I'd be where the status line is, and then trying to get it back up to where I need to go once I've moved to the next page was a little bit tricky. So I figured, well, it'd be great to have an actual reader that I could use. I could just put the books on an SD card and then I could be somewhere, let's say, outside on my deck and read my book. Have you got the Orbit Reader there? Yeah, I've got the Orbit Reader in my hand. It's, I would say, about the size of a VHS tape, maybe a little larger. And uh, the weight is pretty good too. I'd say it's maybe a pound. Directly in front of you, you have the refreshable display, which at the moment is blank. That's the way it is when the unit is turned off. On the left and right side of the unit are two panning buttons, and each does the same thing. So if you press either the lower side, or as they call it, the down position, I believe, it will pan the display to the right. If you press on the up portion, it will pan it to the left. Above that, you then have the Braille keyboard that you can use. And this is another thing that I really like is um, you have a portable note taker. It's nothing real fancy as far as having, let's say, a calendar or anything built in into it, like a personal organizer. But you can certainly use it to write down a quick memo if you needed to. And this also will allow you to control the unit when using it with a screen reader or, let's say, your iOS device. From left to right, you've got dot .7, the spacebar, and then dot .8. And the spacebar is very noticeable. It's a longer key. And above that, you have dots .321 on the left. And just before you get to the right side, and slightly below the dot .1, there is a little circle, you might say, and this is where you find the arrow buttons. There's up, down, left, right, and then enter or select button, as they call it in the documentation, and that will allow you to move through the menus. And then above the right arrow button, and slightly to the right, you then have dots four, five, and six. If you look on the very back of the unit, there is the power button, and then again, this is going from left to right. You then have your SD card slot, and you can identify it easily because there's two raised dots uh, just above it. And then you have the USB port, and there is one dot above it. And then on the back of the unit, if you were to turn it over, you have the battery compartment. And I believe you can replace the batteries if you need to, but they can also be charged just by plugging the unit into the USB charger that comes with it or into your computer. Can we hear it? Because it makes quite a distinctive sound. It does, uh, indeed, yeah. Um, I'll just uh, turn the unit on, and you do that by holding the power switch in for about a couple of seconds, and then you let go when the Braille pops up on the display. So I'm going to just hold down the power button. And uh, there it is, and uh, it's brought up uh, my current book that I am reading. And uh, the Braille is very clear on here. I'm amazed at how they were able to get this, uh, you know, high-quality Braille on a device, you know, that's, as they say, you know, pretty low cost. 
Um, I'm not sure what they're using for it, but um, it almost feels like what I would see on uh, on a Braille sign. The marketing literature describes the Braille as signage quality Braille. So the dots are firm. They're not sort of springy like the pins on a piezoelectric display. That's right. And um, when I move down through my document by using the panning buttons, you'll hear sounds like this. Some people have described it as sounding like a rain stick. You know, the little stick where um, it uh, has beads or something where it makes it sound like it's raining. I tend to think of it more as sounding like a moth flying around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's definitely quieter than an embosser or a Perkins, but obviously louder than um, an existing Braille display. It's almost, I would say, a similar volume to somebody typing. Pretty much, uh, yeah. And the keyboard is actually not too bad either um, when you're typing on it. That's about what it sounds like when you're typing on the, on the unit, right up close uh, there. And we can hear when you get to the uh, the end of the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a word wrap facility on here as well, and uh, you might be able to hear the intermittent uh, sound of the Braille cells there. That's uh, basically where the cursor is. It's on the first word, and it's just blinking to let me know this is where your cursor is. And then if I want to save... Uh, my document, I can just uh, hit the select button and it pops up a little context menu where you've got uh, E for exit, M for mark, if you want to put a selection mark in for copying and pasting, you then have the options for cut and copy and paste and uh, find, you can find text and then we're back on exit. So then if I press um, the select button on that, then it brings up my document in the read mode. Excellent. Can you talk a bit about battery life? I haven't gotten it yet into a state where you have to recharge it, but um, it sounds like it lasts quite a while. It's been almost a week since I've had it, and I haven't had the need to charge it up again. In fact, I think the last time I was using it, it was at 70%, so that's pretty good. And what's the software like? Well, the software in the unit is pretty simple to use. Um, You have, as I say, a menu that you can bring up just by pressing the select button and the up arrow key at the exact same time. And from there, it will display, of course, the options in computer Braille. This does not have a translator built into it, so you can't tell it display all messages in contracted Braille or UEB or anything like that. You have different choices as to how you want to use the unit. You can, for example, choose in the reader mode anyway, if you want to use it in standalone mode where you would read your document, or you can also use this as a mass storage drive. You mentioned there that there's no translator. The other thing, of course, that is uh, conspicuous by its absence in order to keep the cost down, uh, cursor routing keys. There are no cursor routing buttons. This can be maybe a bit of a problem if you're doing some editing in a document, but uh, because I'm using it 
primarily as a reading device, I don't really mind the absence, although it would have been handy to have a few. Um, as well, for Mac users, I think I would be inclined to wait a little while before you uh, invest in the unit, just because I don't believe there is a way that you can update the firmware via the Mac. Uh, you can in Windows, there's a procedure that you can use for that, and I haven't had any problems with it, but uh, I don't think at the moment anyway there's anything for Mac or Linux users. Have you connected it to any other devices? I have. Um, I've got an iPhone 5C, and I've connected it via Bluetooth. And the and thing was that, that pretty straightforward? Oh yeah, it uh, was. There's actually a couple modes that you can use on the Orbit Reader. There's one called, I think it's called Just Works, and it will go through the pairing procedure for you. You don't have to enter any special codes or anything, uh, from what I remember. And if you decide, well, I would rather have the code option, you can set it to this other mode, and I forget the name of it right now. But um, it will bring up a screen where you would enter your code. And I think uh, the pairing code uh, for it is something like, I don't know, one, two, three, four or something. So it's pretty simple to remember. Do you use it with your computer? I've used it uh, occasionally with my computer. I'm still getting familiar with all the commands, uh, at least for JAWS. You have to set up what they call RB18, or Refreshable 18 emulation on the Orbit Reader for it to be recognized by JAWS. What did you get in the box with the Orbit Reader? I understand it comes with an SD card, right? Yep, the SD card was already included with the unit. And this is something that I hope the CNIB can resolve uh, at some point uh, when more units become available, because according to the quick start sheet that comes with the unit in Braille, and I think there's even a print copy as well, they say that on the card there's the documentation, and then there are also some Braille files that you can use to practice uh, with the unit. Well, on my card there was the documentation, but it was in a Word DOCX file, which you can load into the reader, but it's all gibberish. And it was also a, a slightly out-of-date document as well. Let me just say as well, there weren't any sample files included uh, on the unit, so um, I was glad I had downloaded quite a number of them uh, over the last little while. As far as the rest of the contents uh, goes, the only Braille item in there was the quick start sheet. It was actually, I think, uh, two or three sheets uh, that were stapled uh, together. Did you get a charger or anything? Uh, yep, there was uh, the USB charger and uh, the cable uh, included. It's a fairly long cable, I must say. I'm not really sure how many feet it would be, but uh, it was certainly enough. It uh, almost, in a way, looks like the one that's included with the Victor Reader stream, which might cause a little bit of confusion. I don't know if you can use either cable in the unit on here. Yeah, I, I think it's brave, um, brave enough to try it. <laughs> I think it's a standard micro USB cable, so um, you should be all right with that. So that was it. So the packaging was sort of quite simple then, really. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, there wasn't a carrying case or anything else uh, in included, although I think you can buy one from Orbit Research. And do you have any kind of warranty with the unit? Yeah, I bought, uh, I believe it was a three-year uh, warranty. 
So in Canada, people wanting to buy the Orbit Reader, I mean, you got yours early because you put a deposit down last year. So there's probably a little bit of a wait for somebody ordering now. But just give us a sense of what the pricing is like in Canada. Okay. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe the uh, cost of the unit is $500. And the cost for the warranty was about $120. And there was uh, some shipping uh, applied as well uh, by, I think it was $17 or something. It was sent by Canada Post, and uh, I had to be here in order to uh, sign for it. And do you think you'll get the case? Um, I might. Uh, I can definitely see myself taking the unit to different places, especially our local church. Um, I'm a musician over at uh, our church, and every so often during services, I'm sometimes asked to do scripture readings, and I'm thinking that uh, with the Orbit Reader, I could just copy a Braille transcribed file of my scripture readings onto the device and then read that uh, in church. One of the things that um, people have talked about with the Orbit Reader is the fact that the display does take longer to refresh compared with a traditional Braille display. How are you finding the refresh time? Is it meeting your needs? I think so. It's definitely not as quick as a regular Braille display. You're quite right about that, but it's definitely um, no problem either. I know it's a cost-saving measure, and it's actually interesting. You can actually feel it refreshing um, from left to right is how it does it. So you could basically be reading uh, starting from the left and moving over to the right uh, fairly quickly. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. It's... Uh, Fantastic product. I would uh, give it, I think, a rating of, uh, I'd say, probably a 9 out of 10, and especially, as I say, for reading books. It's certainly, um, I think, going to broaden a lot of my uh, reading because a lot of books nowadays, you can definitely get them in um, electronic braille, and it will just be a lot easier to get those, I think, than having to wait for, you know, how many, however many weeks to get a book you've been wanting you know from a library were you somebody that did read hard copy braille books then i still do um uh, as well yeah there's nothing like having you know a hard copy braille book uh, that you can you know hold and turn the pages and everything but um this is another good option as well you know if the need arises kelly Sapergia, one of the first customers in the world to receive his brand new orbit reader 20 thanks very much kelly really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us Oh, thanks for having me on the podcast, Dave. That's it from Brailcast this time. If you have comments or suggestions of things you would like to hear on the podcast, send us an email to news at brailcast.com or you can contact us on Twitter at Brailcast. From me, Dave Williams, and the rest of the Brailcast team, until next time, bye for now.